Hi, and welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I'm your host, Kate Noel. I love honest health and wellness, and I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome, or welcome back to the Take the Cake podcast. My name is Kate Noel. I'm an actor, a model, and I have this podcast, which is going on and is on its fourth season. It is on its fourth season. So crazy, so cool. I was just thinking about that today while I was in the car, and I was like, that is incredible. Basically four years, that's what it is. It's four years old. So if you have been tuning in for a while, or if this is your first episode or anywhere in between, thank you for listening and welcome to the show. So today I'm going to be talking about where my truest confidence comes from, because my relationship with self-confidence has changed quite a lot over my years, um, especially in my 20s, really my confidence and, and what I thought was confidence and self-confidence just has totally changed and morphed into something different. And so I would just I just thought I would share where my truest confidence comes from and what it means for me right now, 2023, January. <laughs> um, how are you doing? Before I jump in the episode, how are you doing? I hope you are doing well, taking care of yourself. It's like the time, I don't know, for me, like mid-late January is such an interesting time of year where maybe the amazing feelings that come with a new year might just start feel kind of intimidating or maybe they fade, which I definitely understand. So I kind of am feeling that lately and I've been feeling great. I'm feeling good um, with just where my life is headed and I'm feeling great with my career right now. Even though I'm in a transition, I feel excited for my future and optimistic and hopeful. And I hope that you feel uh, these things in your life too. Um, And if not, I have also been there before too. Just last year, I was not feeling very confident and not feeling very optimistic for my future. So I think just remember it comes in waves. It comes and goes. So anyways, I just got home from a girl's trip to Big Bear, which is in the mountains here in California. It's about two and a half hours from Los Angeles. And it was so snowy. We drove up during a little snowstorm. We had chains on our tires. My friend drove up her four wheel drive, big old Jeep, and it was beautiful. It was, it's just so, the mountain air is so beautifully stunning. And it was just such an amazing trip. We hot tubbed, we ate lots of good food. We had like just so much fun. Like it's just so much fun. I just made a what I eat in a day reel on Instagram. And I I share what I ate one of the days that we were there. And it's just, I say in my post, it is so amazing and important to have food freedom while traveling. It is, it's exponentially better to travel with food freedom. I mean, I I don't, I think there was a day where I don't even think I ate a single vegetable. So it's like, you know, that's not typical for me, but it was so fun and spontaneous. And I trust that my body will guide me, my future choices. um, And, you know, I don't eat like that every single day. And it, it's really beautiful to be able to just be so spontaneous and so free and, you know, surround yourself with people who are also in that mindset. You know, I was like, should I make some cookies? And everyone's like, yes. And I'm like, oh, these are my people. <laughs> so it was super fun. Um, but I'm excited to be back in Los Angeles and ready to, you know, start life back up, normal life back up after a long weekend. 
Okay, let's talk about confidence. I wanted to start by talking about areas where I feel like my real confidence comes from. I used to think that confidence came from how much better I was than someone else at something or or even how much better I was than myself like a year before or yesterday even. Um, like how athletic I was or how much better I was, how much more money I made or how, quote, better my body was, whatever that means. I know I, I had or didn't have something that somebody else did or didn't. And I thought that it just, it, I needed that to, to make me better, to make me more confident. But the problem with this is that it turns into a never ending race to catch up with yourself, to catch up with other people. Like when I finally got the thing I wanted that I thought would make me like quote, feel confident. A, it was probably most likely a very fleeting feeling of confidence that only lasted a temporary time. And you know, B, it became normalized in my life. Like let's, and then it's not, it's, it doesn't add to my life anymore. There was something deeper that I was missing. These external things I thought would fix, quote, fix me. Like, you, you know, you feel like you're broken. Like, for example, maybe you wake up one day and, you know, you're struggling with breakouts. So that you're like, oh, if I had clear skin, I would just feel so much more confident. You wake up with perfectly clear skin or you have a boyfriend that you've wanted for so long, or you uh, I, I book a modeling job, this is like me, I book a modeling job, or I'm in a popular friend group, or I get a promotion. And all of a sudden, these things can become normalized. Or, and so they're not, they're not, they're not great anymore. They don't add to your confidence anymore. Or you can't really be yourself while having these things. You know, maybe, um, maybe, you know, this really popular friend group that you've gotten Maybe they're not really like your people, I'm not saying you can't be popular and have, be a good person, but this is just a stereotype, okay? You know, maybe you, you don't, you're just trying to be with the friend group that you think you should have. And in reality, it's not who uh, you really are and who you are yourself around um, and, and just kind of following the trends of other people. So I think that's what happens, right? We either get what we want and it gives us a fleeting sense of confidence that either is so hard to maintain that we can't be ourselves while we try and maintain it, or it becomes normalized, or it goes away and then we're not confident anymore. And then we're relying on these external things that, yeah, they're great. I want all of us to feel confident with, you know, relationships and with work and with our friend group and with whatever else. But um, I think what I'm talking about is that truest form of confidence, which I think really only comes when you have a, a kind of self-acceptance and surrender to like your insecurities. I'm speaking to myself, by the way, here. I am not the most confident person in the world. And I do think confidence comes in waves. I do think there are absolutely days or seasons or times of my life where I feel truly so confident. And then there are days and times and seasons of my life where I feel not confident. I mean, I feel like my confidence is just hanging on by a thread and I'm like, oh, I just don't like the way I feel. I don't like the way I look. I don't like the energy I exude. I don't like the energy that I'm taking in. I just don't feel good. I don't feel good in my body. I feel disconnected, disembodied. So I'm not saying, you know, I have all my shit together. I'm saying this is just kind of my ideas, right? Okay. So here are some areas that I think well, these are areas I focus on that I believe 
can help us to tap into true confidence. Just so you know, they have nothing to do with your body. (laughs) Well, maybe a little bit. Body image. They don't have nothing to do with your weight or anything like that, okay? True friendships and relationships in general, where you can be fully yourself, fully yourself, not a version of yourself. I do think there are different friends that you have for like different, like sort of archetypes in your life. Like I totally understand that there are, I have friends who are like, I met them in this way. And I have friends I met through work and I have friends I met through social media. And like, there's different types of friendships. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying friends where you don't have to put on a version of yourself. You can just be you. Actually, you're glad to be you. You want to be you. They encourage you to be you. And whatever that means, you celebrate each other's differences. You celebrate your similarities. You enjoy each other. You can be honest with them. You can be confrontational. Any of these things is so important. And I would rather, at this point in my life, I would rather be spend a night, spend a weekend, a Saturday night alone and, and feel like peace with myself, then spend time with people who drain my energy where I cannot be myself around. Just saying. Okay. Another area where I think true confidence comes from is the way you dress yourself. This is a little more tangible, maybe. The way you dress yourself, I'm not saying you have to dress super exposing your skin or opposite covering up your body. It doesn't even really matter how you want to dress, whatever style you want to do, but dressing for you, not dressing for other people, not dressing to impress everyone else and then leave yourself feeling uncomfortable, but dress to impress yourself first. And then I am so sure that by doing that, you will naturally kind of like, you know, impress other people, so to speak. Dressing for you. I could do a whole podcast on clothes Um, and maybe I will, let me know if you want to hear that, but you know, I don't think it's wise to cover up your body when you're insecure. And I don't think it's necessarily wise to, I mean, sometimes I do that. Like if I'm not feeling great and I want to go to the gym still, and I just don't feel good in my body, I'll wear a big t-shirt, but I'm not going to do that every single day. I'm not going to, you know, never challenge myself to show my body a little bit more. Um, so that's just a personal thing that I, I do. I think it's important to have that balance where you feel comfortable in the clothes that you have and what you're wearing, but you're not, you know, dressing in a way where you're constantly hiding yourself. You know what I mean? Um, Okay. Another area where I think true confidence comes from is having hobbies that bring you joy without high expectations. Okay. Because if you have hobbies that bring you joy, but you expect a lot from yourself, then you know, there's a chance that you might let yourself down, not saying you will, but that's me. (laughs) Okay. I have done this before where I have hobbies that I really enjoy. And then I expect a lot from them and like performance wise, like I'm going to do so good at this hobby. And then I maybe am like below average at it or average or something like that. And I'm like, Oh, (laughs) okay. I don't like this anymore. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about hobbies that bring you joy letting go of the expectations and just doing things that you love and t- spending time for yourself. Like really this is like more of like a self-care, but I think specifically when it comes to confidence, shifting the hobbies thing into something that just generally, I think I meant to say genuinely, genuinely <laughs> makes you happy without needing it to be a certain way. 
Okay, <laughs> this next one's funny. I was talking to my girlfriends I was with in Big Bear about this one, and I was like, I don't really know what to call this one, so we decided to call it adulting. You know, adulting. Adulting, okay? Getting oil in your car, changing your car oil, checking the check engine light when it's on, going, getting educated on your financial situation, cleaning and organizing your house, creating a routine for yourself, having, you know, these adult things, paying your taxes. I don't even know. There's so much, okay? There's a lot. There's always some adult thing to do, paying your bills. I don't even know. So adulting, right? So sometimes when I'm overwhelmed with a lot of adult stuff I need to do, <laughs> I sound like a kid right now, but I think we can all relate. Maybe not, but I can. Okay, where are my people at? Raise your hand if you struggle with adulting. I know there's somebody raising their hand out there. Okay, adulting. I will sometimes delegate a whole Sunday or a Monday or whatever day of the week it is to just like get some adulting shit done where I just have to do stuff where I just get it done and I just get as much done as I can. And if I can't do it all in one day, then I'll do it the next day. That kind of helps me sometimes. But that's something that I think brings confidence. Obviously, you know, that that might sound kind of weird that adulting brings confidence. But I mean, I think just not being ignorant of your responsibilities, that for me brings a sense of confidence in my life. Another one is values. So really staying um, true to my values, knowing what my values are, they can change, sure, but really being in tune with what is important to me and how am I actually implementing that in my life? Whereas maybe something is important to me, but my lifestyle and the way I live my life isn't really reflective of that, which is okay. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I don't think you have to hold yourself hostage to your values. Maybe that's an indication that your values aren't what you they think they aren't what you think they are, which is okay, I think. But if you are, you know, really sure that like something in your life is a value to you, how can you shape your life to reflect that? And you can just start with one area of your life at a time, like your relationships or your job or the way you spend your morning. Like, I don't even know. Something like that. So values, just knowing and understanding your values, who you are, what's important to you is super great. And honestly, you can just search, like I'll do it right now. Let's see if it comes up. You can just search values list on Google. Let's see what comes up. Okay. The, the, the first one, oh my gosh, 216 values. It's like the third list, 216 values. That's a lot. So that's a lot. You don't have to look through all those. There's also one that says 20. So, you know, you can just kind of look and see, oh, oh my gosh, trial and error is a value. That's so interesting, right? We learning something new every day. Cool. Okay. So finding out what your values are. There's only a couple more here that I came up with. Mind, body, soul connection when it comes to movement and food. So this is where the, the body does come into play here. I feel so confident when I feel in touch with what my body is craving. I know when I am at the gym or when I'm in a Pilates class or when I'm in a yoga class and I'm pushing it, okay, I know. And it is so empowering to, to stop when you know you're pushing it. And if, especially if it's not against, if it's against what you normally do, stop. Stop for a moment, take a deep breath, assess if you want to keep going. That is so empowering to me. So having that mind-body-soul connection with movement is so key. I have lots of podcast episodes on movement, so you can go back and look at some if you're interested. Same with food. Obviously, this is probably easier said than done because it's it took me a long time to develop a healthy relationship with food and movement. But I feel super confident right now in my life when it comes to movement and food. I think this boils down for me 
to trusting in my body. I, like I talked about earlier, like trusting in my body, that is so important to me and it really goes a long way. And I really have that now, which is so important. The last point, example, thing I thought of where my truest confidence comes from is celebrating myself, which this is a new one for me. Celebrating myself. I threw myself a birthday party last year. I, which was last month (laughs) when I'm recording this. Um, And I really feel like I've just been celebrating myself lately. Like even going to Big Bear with my girlfriends was just such a form of celebration and self-care and taking some time off of work and just having a really fun celebratory, like kind of no reason for it trip. It was great. So celebrating myself is something that has just brought me so much confidence and it's just not something that I've I've been used to doing. Um, and I think like when you celebrate yourself, I'm not talking about it from like an ego way. I think it's more of a looking back at my life, reflecting back at my life and actually enjoying what I've accomplished and what I've done and like just myself, like without, even without conditions, not necessarily having to celebrate something for any reason, but just celebrating myself because I'm me. Okay. So now I want to talk about my, I guess like reframes in the way that I've kind of talked to myself when it comes to confidence. And essentially I'm going to give six kind of like reframes on one way that you can kind of think about confidence and how you can use it to, or like one way you can think of yourself and how you can use that and shift it to make yourself feel more confident, if that makes sense. I think it'll make more sense as I just get into it. So number one, the feelings of guilt and shame. Something I've dealt with my whole life, extreme feelings of guilt, even worse, extreme feelings of shame, which is not a fun place to be. I spent a lot of my life in those, that state of mind, shameful. So a reframe to build confidence from guilt and shame is to use guilt as a lesson. So guilt is essentially, in my opinion, kind of a signal to guide us, to give us a message, a lesson, an action that we can do because life is like, hey, you did something that maybe wasn't the best option. Here is some guilt do what you will with it, take action and move on from it and do something different. Sometimes it's not that black and white, which I understand, but, and sometimes we have to hear it over and over again before we can make a change in our life or it takes a long time. But I feel like that's something that really helped me to build confidence was to use my guilt as a lesson, taking action, moving on from it. And somehow looking back at the guilt, the the thing that made me feel guilty and learning something from it. Even if it's the same lesson over and over again, hearing it again makes a difference in your life, I think. Two, learning something new, like traditional math and science, slowly. So this is something that I struggled with. I struggle, something I I struggle with that I have felt not confident in is my ability to take on mathematics and science and sort of like learn them. Like, I don't know. I just feel like with school, I wasn't, I wasn't really able to catch on as easily as other people when it comes to like math and science. And I just, it just took me longer. I went into school thinking I wanted to do some sort of science major, 
because I was like, ooh, I like think this could be fun. And then I ended up dropping the first biology class that I took because I was so overwhelmed and I felt really discouraged by like my quiz results and all that stuff. So really feel like I'm a slower learner when it comes to math and science. And so something that like, and also I just don't love traditional school. Just not, not my thing as much. Not that it's a bad thing. It's just harder for me. And it's something that's brought me some shame and it's not made me feel confident. So a reframe of that, that I've taken on my own life is to, is being open to new types of intelligences or not new types of intelligences, but different types of intelligence. Like I feel like I'm really adaptable. I feel like I'm able to be a natural leader. To be honest, I really do. I feel like, I feel like a leadership role is really good for me. I feel like I'm a great, um, actor and a great model. And I feel like I'm able to be a role model for people. Anyways, I feel like I'm great at gardening. I think I'm a good cook. So all these things are things that I've just kind of celebrating myself to be honest, but really things that I've opened up to and been like, you know what, this isn't traditional. You got to be on a test type of stuff, but this is like other types of intelligence that is just not necessarily in our society the way that like schools modeled for us is like there's only one type of intelligence. So that's a reframe that I've had to do is to really open myself up to new types of intelligence. And I think everyone has their own unique type of intelligence and different types of intelligence to make you really valuable like in this world and have really important and different skills and um, things that help to make you who you are. And like I said, they make their important an important part of this world. Okay, the next one I want to talk about, the next reframe is criticism. I think this one's pretty self-explanatory, but I used to feel really not confident when I would get criticism, and a reframe to that is to see criticism as potential. So when somebody criticizes me, of course, I hope it's critical criticism and not criticism that is harmful for me and just puts me down, but regardless... I want to see criticism as potential. So of course, my, maybe like my feelings would be hurt or I won't feel the best afterwards. But if somebody's giving me criticism or even better, if someone's giving me feedback, which I think is a nicer word, I want to see it as potential. Potential that somebody believes in me, potential that I can believe in myself, potential that I can do something better the next time. Um, maybe it'll be more well-received or maybe the criticism, maybe I can just throw it away. Maybe it's not that important to me because the person who's criticizing me doesn't know me that well, or I don't actually want to value what they say. But if it's criticism that you do value, I think seeing it as potential, like, you know, from like a teacher or from, um, I don't know, somebody who's knows more than you on a certain subject in life, something like that, a parent, I don't know. Um, so that's, that's the third kind of confidence reframe that I've had to do in my own life. The next one is feeling like I, I don't fit in. So this is something I struggled to fit in my whole life. I always wanted to be in like the quote it crowd and I wanted to be the one who, I don't know, I just like, I've always kind of liked putting myself into a box and my life has just shown me over and over and over again that that box gets ripped open, okay? I think I rip it open or someone rips it open for me, but... I don't really feel like I fit into a box. I don't really feel like a lot of people do. I think people just like to put themselves in boxes like me. So instead of feeling like I don't fit in and feeling not confident from that, the reframe that I've taken on in my own life is just to embrace that, I, that I'm that i really not 
like other people and I don't fit into society's norms completely. I think especially with my relationship change this past year, I've really had to take that on and kind of embracing that I'm just, I'm not really, I don't have a life that other people live. Not that anyone lives anyone else's life, but I guess I just don't really fit in, especially like my hometown. I'm from the Midwest. So, you know, I feel like there's like a set of kind of like standards that I'm just constantly breaking. Um, and not that I'm the only one, not that I'm like super different from everyone else. Um, but yeah, you know, I just feel like I've, I really embrace that I, I don't always fit into society's norms. It doesn't mean I n- never do because I certainly do. You know, I, I like the trends and I like to feel safe and comfortable um, and not s- stick out of the box all the time. Um, but yeah, this is something I've definitely had to work on in my life. Okay. Second to last one is fearing confrontation at all costs. So I used to just fear confrontation. It would, it would make me feel so uncomfortable and not confident. It would make me feel like I was second guessing myself and I just never confronted anyone about anything. Um, so obviously, you know, the reframe to this is to embrace confrontation with like a peaceful way and a non-reactive manner, which takes years to learn how to do, at least in my case, and I'm still learning how to do it. Um, but it's something that I feel has enhanced my life a lot, just being able to embrace confrontation and organizing, you know, organizing a a meeting with somebody who maybe you feel like there's something bothering you or, or opening up to somebody about something that's maybe somebody said, and sometimes it's easy and good to throw it in the trash and not worry about it. And then sometimes it's, it's better to actually confront somebody. Um, and I think it's, for me, that's something I've had to really take on and learn to do. Okay. The last one confidence reframe is, uh, I just chronically have never felt like I was making the right choice. Um, like sometimes, like I just have doubted myself a lot in my life and felt like, well, I've just kind of been making like wrong choices my whole life. And I've one after the other, like, am I making the right choice? Like, what does this mean for my life? What does this mean? Can I recover from this? And so the reframe of that for me has been embracing that confidence comes from not fearing being wrong. Um, and that's something that I've really had to just accept that I'm not always going to be right. And that's okay. I am not always going to be right. In fact, I'm wrong a lot. I'm wrong every day, whatever that means. I know I'm, I'm not always right. And being always right is so impossible. And it's a high standard that you cannot achieve. I cannot achieve people that do think they achieve it are probably assholes and they aren't right all the time. Okay. We know those types of people and especially people in power. It's like, you need to get on the train of being wrong sometimes. And it will be very healing for you and me and everyone else. So I feel, I feel like it's really important to really embrace that. I can be confident because I'm wrong. And that's like a really interesting reframe. So yeah, guilt and shame, learning, you know, learning more slowly, criticism, feeling like I don't fit in, fearing confrontation, never feeling like I'm making the right choice. These are all things that I've really had to shift in my life to, to, um, yeah, just have a mindset shift and, and it's really made me more confident as an individual. And I think where body image comes into play here is really, well, really I put all of my confidence in kind of all, all those things I was just talking about, they really channeled into my body and my body image and my relationship with food. All these 
this not confident energy. What is the opposite of confident? I don't know. All this non-confident energy really manifested itself into my relationship with food and body. And that is what was just ringing in my life for so long. Just this really, really disordered relationship with food and my body image. And I think what I've had to do is to, and what, you know, what's healed me so much is to just kind of take my body image out of the picture almost. And really, if you think about like, if I, if my body image didn't matter, where would I lack confidence in my life? And where can I channel this energy and just kind of forget about my body image, which I know is impossible. If you're on a body image struggle and you have a body image journey, it's impossible to forget about your body image. But just hypothetically, what if I just took a break from caring about my body and what would happen? What what would I think about? Where would I want to like allocate my confidence, you know, confidence little nuggets towards? Like what would I want to do? Would I want to shift my relationships? Would I want to try something new at work? Would I want to learn a new skill? Would I want to dress differently? Obviously that's a little bit related to body, but you know, something like that. Um, And I feel like when you just take the body image away for a little bit, you can really kind of uncover what is really important to you and where, you know, the real issues lie. Um, I hope that this made sense. (laughs) My podcast episodes seem to be getting more and more just from my brain without, without, you know, (laughs) as clear of a goal. But I hope this inspired you or helped you in some way. Thank you for listening. That is all I have for today's episode. Um, If you like this episode or podcast or anything, please don't forget to give me a rating and a review. It really helps this podcast out. So thank you for listening to Take the Cake. Just know that confidence is a journey and sometimes it's there and sometimes it's far and uh, whatever path you're on, may you take care of yourself and Be safe, and I'll see you all in the next episode of Take the Cake. Bye.